Welcome to Locky Town, home of the Hammerlock. I'm your host, French Stradamus. I'm here with Peru Betts. We have week six of college football, week five of the NFL. We're going to get into a little bit of baseball playoffs today. We're going to talk about live betting, perhaps a market inefficiency, and then we're going to do our college football and NFL picks. First, let's get into it, Peru Betts. You had your first losing week since when? July 15th was my last losing week. I went and checked the Venmo because I couldn't remember the last time I Venmoed Iago. And it was pretty absurd that it had been that long. Usually you go two to three weeks without having to pay your bookie, but this was just incredible. Uh, and I'm really worried that I'm just going to head for some serious regression. And then every week I'm going to be Iago's bitch and have to pay him now for the next two months. But we'll see what happens. But yeah, July 15th was the last losing week. So Iago's your bookie. Do you ever hear from him in the meantime between July 15th and until last week? No, the only times I hear from him is if I gotta pay if I gotta pay someone. He usually pays me. Uh, this week I had to pay some random guy I never met before half of it, and then <laughs> through Yago, the through Yago, he sends me a text like, "Pay this guy." But then the other that my other bookie, sketchy. Uh, it's not that sketch. It's pretty normal. It's all a little sketchy. I have another bookie, and he requested me four dollars this week, which is honestly so fucking absurd that he's requesting four dollars. Like. I don't. I don't get it. That's not how. I'm not going to use. I'm not going to keep using your book if you're going to be requesting me four dollars. Like if I lose a hundred, I lose fifty. Whatever. That's fine. But four fucking dollars. Like come on. That that ruins the relationship. I'm not going to want people on your book. It's just. It's just not. It's not fun. Have a little courtesy. You know. Seriously. Have four fucking dollars. What does four dollars get you into? The, you get two Snickers bars. That's it. Like you don't get anything for four dollars. That bookie must have had a bad week. If he's yeah. if he's asking for four dollars, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe he's just yeah. I don't I don't know. Maybe he's just super anal about everything. But four dollars is absurd. Yeah, no, that guy sucks. Yeah, all right, we're, we're out on him. Uh, part of the reason you had been doing so well is because you were crushing baseball betting. So, what was your baseball record in the regular season? So I was fifty two and thirty four. But That's incredible. I, yeah, it's actually pretty fucking good. But I only made twenty dollars bets because it's my first year betting baseball, and I was like, "Do I like this? Is such a weird sport? Like, do I really know what's going on?" And I got pretty hot. I was doing like a lot of first five bets, a lot of random bets, and I was doing pretty well. But now I'm on like a five game losing streak, and I'm worried about the playoffs. I'm second guessing myself. I was gonna take the over the first five of the last two wild card games, and those both hit, but I didn't take it. So I'm just kind of sitting here with my dick in my hand doing nothing. So it's pretty annoying. So you're, you're being scared. I am being scared, but we are on this Braves-Cardinals over right now, and it looks like it's probably not going to hit, so that will chuck up another L. We need a big inning from anyone. We need a big inning. Uh, baseball betting is just so fucking weird, so it's pretty tough, especially playoffs when everything is, matters more. It's hard to get a good grasp for everything going on. Well, I feel like you watched so much baseball this season that you might have had an edge just because you were like so into it. I did watch uh, a little bit too. I would say a little bit too much baseball this year. Um, but now, now like everyone is watching everything, so your edge might be gone. The edge is definitely gone. Well, just because the you you have like Strasburg coming in in the wild card game, and just the relievers are different. It's all the scenarios are different, so it's pretty tough to get a grasp on it. Like I said, but who knows? It's you, on TV. We'll bet it. We'll see what happens. Do you think you edged yourself? Um. I don't know how to answer that. <laughs> I, I, I'll be happy when the baseball... Are you pro Let's just say this, this feels a lot like college basketball when I was super hot, and then I just literally just tanked across the finish line. Just absolutely horrendous. And I'm just trying to get... Until March Madness. Until the tournament. Yeah, well, until the tournament. But I'm just trying to get through 
the baseball season in the green. I've got a pretty good lead right now, but I'm still a little worried. Okay, and you're going to ignore the edging yourself question. I, I'm not really sure how to answer it, so yeah, we're gonna, I'm going to pass. <laughs> okay. All right, let's move into a situation that happened last Friday night. Arizona State and Cal were playing. I already wanted to bet Arizona State. I'm watching the game. Cal's quarterback gets hurt, and it looks pretty bad. The guy goes down on his shoulder, and I'm sitting there thinking, should we bet Arizona State? Let's wait and watch this Cal backup. It's at the end of the first half. The backup comes in. He's a UCLA transfer. He looks awful. He just throws a bad pick in the end zone, basically on his second throw, I think. And so the group text gets fired up. You know, maybe some people had some seltzers. Maybe not. Maybe they were home playing video games, watching the game like me. And um, you got to take advantage of that opportunity. We bet because of the injury on Arizona State. Of course, it came through and hit. Is it wrong? to bet on a team in the heat of the moment after an injury. So I think the market inefficiency that you're referring to is when you see a quarterback go down and you just hammer the live bet hoping the backup QB sucks. Right. Yeah, Utah you USC two weeks ago it. with Adam Fink, that did not work out. What, what's, what's his name? Something Fink. It didn't work out well at all. <laughs> um, so that one really fucked us. But the Cal Arizona State worked out very well. So I think uh, it's, it's hit or miss, really. I watched the kid throw a couple balls, and uh, it was clearly bad. He was clearly bad, and Arizona State was a three-point dog. The game was tied going into halftime. The Vegas line had it at even on the live bet. I think it cannot properly adjust for injuries. But it's the more important question is which injuries are okay to really be happy about, I would say, for your betting. You know, can you be happy that he broke his collarbone? I say, yeah, it's fine. It's a broken collar. That's what the injury was, right? I think so. Oh, that's I what it looks so. like. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> broken collarbone, like, yeah, that sucks. But what's that? Six to eight weeks, and then you're back. Not the end of the world. You know, you can you can set out the text. The group chat was all about he's hurt. Let's fucking go. We got this. Hammer it. Keep hammering it. And everyone won. So broken collarbone works for me. You know, if he's getting carted off the field, I don't know. I don't think. I don't really think that's the one you can text about. Be happy about. Okay, so here's how I see it. All right, I'm not going to root for an injury before the injury happens. But if a guy goes down, we see the line, we jump on it, we make the bet before the line is properly adjusted, I'm going to root for him not to be able to come back into the game. Is that fair? I mean, that feels fair, right? Yeah. You, I mean, as long as, as long as he's not severely injured, I think rooting for injuries, uh, yeah. you know. No, no brain injuries. No brain injuries, yeah. Like a broken collarbone. It's fine. It's not a big deal. It's not in the world. Nothing's gonna, you're going to be fine in a couple months. No, no long-term damage. No spinal injury. Nothing. Yeah, those are, the perp- those are the injuries we like betting on the other side. Just a nice sprained ankle. Can't come back into the game. Maybe a broken thumb on your throwing hand. A broken thumb. Yeah, a nice little Drew Brees torn ligament on the thumb. Nothing wrong with that. Broken <laughs> collarbone, torn thumb ligaments. Maybe a broken wrist. Maybe a sprained elbow. Something like that, but no ligament issues. You know, just just some minor injuries. Those are always the great ones. That's that's right. And I think, again, don't Maybe a little turf toe. Can't, oh, turf toe is the best. <laughs> you, can't, you can't root for it before it happens. Yeah, but it's, it's just, just a toe. It's just if not the happen stuff. to be watching and you jump on it, I don't want him to come back in the game. Turf toe is perfect. Exactly. Ouch. It's just an ouch, though. <laughs> yeah, not a big deal. <laughs> All right, let's get into our bets. Let's start with college football. Baru, what do you have for us? Uh, I am on Iowa State minus three. I think they're at three and a half right now. Obviously, Who are they playing? 
They are playing TCU. TCU. So <laughs> TCU beat Kansas last week, right? Crushed them. D- but demolished them. But TCU, I don't think they've really looked that good. And no. I think Iowa State, Iowa State honestly should have beat Baylor. Yes. Uh, shout out to Baylor for winning me that bet, though. And Iowa State also should have beat Iowa. They had that. Yes. Th- yeah. So they should really be 4 0. Uh, they're playing at home. A little scary how short that line is. But I think I'm going to be all over it. I don't think TCU is good. I think TCU is feeling good because they just beat the shit out of Kansas. And I think Iowa State knows. They're come back home. They should be. They should be four and zero. And I, I think this is might be my biggest bet of the weekend. I, I think I like this. I might tell you just after hearing you explained it that way. And then the other one I like is Northwestern plus seven and a half. They're playing at Nebraska. Um, yep. I think who did North Northwestern got throttled by Michigan State, right? Yeah, Michigan. two weeks ago. Whatever it was, oh, they got. Oh, they got. Oh no they, no. And the, yes. So they got Sorry. throttled by Michigan State, and then they cover versus Wisconsin. I yes. think they're back to their, you know, their prove it cover games. Fitzgerald. Um, I just don't think Nebraska is very good. They ha- Nebraska lost Colorado, who is good, but I mean, it's still Pac-12. We don't really know. And they got killed by Ohio State. They almost lost to Illinois. They haven't really done shit. And I think seven and a half. If you can get the seven and a half with the hook, then I think that's definitely one to go. And then my final one is. I think UNLV plus 18 or oh, whatever God. they are. <laughs> this is such a you bet. <laughs> whatever they are, uh, it's late night, CBS Sports Network, Boise State's getting a ton of points. <laughs> they got to go to UNLV. I think UNLV can keep this within three scores. Hot uh, night in the desert? Hot night in the desert. Uh, <laughs> UNLV played Northwestern kind of tight. They're kind of scrappy. I don't really know. I haven't really watched them play a full game, but there's just something about them. They got a little, they got a little scrap in them. So Malik that, Henry? Yeah, so they got... No, that's Nevada. Yeah, whatever. You know, Nevada. (laughs) Speaking of Nevada, geez. Talk about the Rainbow Warriors coming to your house and destroying you. (laughs) God damn, what an embarrassment. That was very tough for my future bet on Nevada. So anyways, UNLV, you know I love my Mountain West schools. So my three picks are going to be Northwestern plus seven and a half, Iowa State minus three, and then UNLV, I think they're 18 or 21. I don't even fucking know. All I know is they're more than a two-touchdown uh, oh, it's Boise State minus 23. Yeah, so we're wow. taking UNLV plus 23 for sure. All right, my CFP <laughs> bets for the week. I am on Baylor plus one and a half. They're at Kansas State. Now I'm rethinking a little bit about after hearing your Iowa State explanation, but Baylor's undefeated. I think they're pretty good. I think they're undervalued by the public. Hence that line last week where they were dogs at home against Iowa State. Kansas State, they're solid. We know what they are. We don't really know what Baylor is. I'm kind of curious. I'm going to ride that until you just I said think they were solid. They're undefeated. <laughs> yeah, but we don't know how good they are. Okay. We don't know how legit they are. So I want to. I'm going to kind of ride the wave until I think Vegas properly accounts for how good they are. I'm I on the you, Bears. I bet you Baylor will be. It'll be even by the time the game starts. Yeah. No, the line's going to go the other way. K State at home. Is a, that's a very sexy pick. If Bill Snyder's the coach, I'm not betting on Baylor. But is he's he not. still the coach? Yeah, he's not. No. Is no, he alive Chris still? Kleiman. Is he alive? He is alive. Okay. His How old is he? Very old. In his 80s. Oh, man. Can you imagine the spread of the game? The game that after he dies, everyone is going to be hammering that for Kansas State. <laughs> oh, no. He's 79. No, you're right. That's the, but that is ham- true. I mean, he's a, he's the a hammer lock legend. Of, the hammer lock of the century is the, the game after Bill Snyder dies. Uh, and whenever he, like gets a statue built after him or, or whatever they're going to do. Like they're going to honor him a bunch in the coming years, bet on Kansas state to cover whatever those games are. Yeah. He's the God at covering. 
All right, I'm going to take Florida plus three against Auburn. This is a tough one for me. Auburn has been so good time and time again. They've won big games. Bo Nix is awesome. But I'm playing the Swamp. I think Florida is a little undervalued. I think they're a good team. I think they get it done at home. I might play the money line. Brew, you have any thoughts on that game? I am just perplexed by Auburn. They beat Texas A&M, or they, they really killed Texas A&M, but now yep. Texas A&M doesn't look that good. They beat Oregon, but if Oregon doesn't go all Oregon, they really should have won that game. And then they beat some, they beat some what, Mississippi State, but Mississippi State had three fumbles in the first 15 minutes. Yep. And then their other win is against some nobody. So I don't really know what to make of Auburn. I know their defense is unreal. I saw someone compare them to the Jaguars with Bortles, which I kind of like. Um, I would probably actually lean Florida. I like Dan Mullen. They're at home. I like getting the points. Give me the swamp. Give, give me, me the, the Gators. Yeah, give me the swamp. I would take. I might. I might jump on that. Auburn's five and zero against the spread this year. They're due for exactly. Dude, come on, it, it's got to happen. They can't keep doing this. Exactly, it's got to happen. They cannot keep doing. So this. I like. I like the swamp there. Yep. All right. I've got Duke minus four at home against Pitt. David Cutliffe, the god at covering. Also, you know, Bill Snyder esque old guy. Uh, I don't think Pitt is very good. We've talked about this a lot this year. Their defense has been fine, but I think Duke. Classic kind of Duke team. I think they get it done at home, get the win, move toward bowl eligibility, which Duke always seems to pull off. And then my last college football pick, Washington, minus 16 at Stanford. That's a lot of points to give up on the road. But Stanford, we know they're trash. Washington, pretty good, something to prove. I just think they blow them out. Wait, what, do they have to prove? what do they have to prove? Well, they got their L. They, have, they lost a game, so they're – they're trying to look good. They're trying to look swaggy. Mm, I feel like they proved it last week against USC. They're kind of back. Right. Washington's back. That's why I'm taking them minus 16 to cover <laughs> at Stanford. All right. All right. I like it. You flipped it. It was a good flip. Yeah. You flipped it. It was a good flip. Yeah. You're the Pac-12 expert. What do you uh, think? This is just is not the same Stanford team. Um, and I just think pet against Stanford. Yeah. I, I think Washington is really good this year. I'm very excited for the Washington-Oregon game, and I fucking hope Washington doesn't lose so we can have a great game. Uh, between those two. So I do actually like the Washington minus 16 here. I was just curious what they had to prove after they just shit on USC. They got a lot to prove. Yeah, well, they, some, that's true. Sometimes teams just have a lot to prove. You're right. They proved it. They proved yeah, it. They did prove it. <laughs> all right. So I, I think we also want to talk a little bit about Michigan, Iowa. Neither of us have a play on this game. It's really, really tough. The line opened at what Michigan by a touchdown. It's down to three, three and a half. Three and a half, yeah. And I, you know, I thought it would be closer to even when it would open and so now i just i have no idea what to do on this game yeah this I'm, is this is probably a stay away um i, I want to bet it so bad though. i do want to bet it i do want to bet it. i originally thought michigan and then i kept reading stuff and now it's like do i know anything because somebody like iowa and then somebody like michigan it's like the more experts you read and the more you see people's picks you just don't know what the fuck to do it's almost like you just got to just throw shit at the wall and see what happens i th- I feel like Michigan is, they got to win one of these games eventually, right? And right. three and a half just isn't a lot. But Iowa, their defense is fucking good. Like, look at me. I sound like an idiot right now. I was like, oh, this, this. I don't fucking know. So this is this has got to be a pass for me. If gun to my head, I'm probably taking Michigan. I'd probably take Michigan at home too. But I hate betting against Iowa. I just feel like they, they always, they seem to cover. They're so fundamentally sound. You know it's going to be a tight game. 
They're right? like the, they're the most consistent like eight and four, nine and three school like and in they, the history of college football. Yes. It's absurd. It's like every year it's the same shit. They'll like drop some weird one. They'll put up a good fight against the best teams of the Big Ten. Yes. And they'll win a couple close ones. It's like oh god, here we go again. And they'll do it with the most boring play in the world. And it's just like oh my god, the classic Iowa. They'll be like on their fourth string running back and still yeah. he'll still put up like 130 yards and a touchdown. It'll be goal. like third and two and they'll be up 17-10 on the opponent's 30 and they'll run it in. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like exactly. oh, sick. Here, here, here come the Hawkeyes. It's just, it's just classic Iowa. What will happen is every once in a while they'll they'll have like a six one team and everyone kind of forgets about them. Kirk Ferentz gets you know a little bit a little bit of unrest in Iowa City and then they'll go and have like an eleven win year the next year and go to the Rose Bowl and Ferentz will get a ten year extension. Yeah, he's gonna, he's gonna be there forever. It, it's amazing. Well, and then his son is gonna take over. Oh, perfect. His, son, his son's the offensive coordinator and O line coach. There we go. Family affair. It's a lock. Hawkeyes, basically what Bill Snyder wanted, K-State wasn't about it, though. Got it. Yep. His son, he wanted his son to get the job. All right. NFL bets, Brew. What do you got? I got absolutely curb stomped last week in the NFL. That was what last week was in the NFL was, hey, you are a fucking moron. Why did you go with the public so much? And it was just a nice little rude awakening. Like, you remember why the NFL is harder to bet than college football? Because literally the, when the public is on a team too much, it's just, it's never good. And I think I went two and six and my only two wins were a Patriots Chiefs money line parlay and a Chiefs in-game money line bet. So that was pretty bad. Uh, so I'm keeping it light this week. I do, as I say this, I'm going with two favorites. I, <laughs> the Ravens minus three right. at the Steelers. Um, I don't think Harbaugh's going to lose back-to-back games. And then I like uh, Bears minus five and a half. I, I, the Raiders surprised me last week. They are better than we thought. But game is in London. And Khalil Mack, I just feel like this is the whole revenge game. Like I could see them winning just 14-7. Like, I don't Toodaloo. Think, I don't think. <laughs> Toodaloo, yeah. John. I don't, I don't think the Bears are going to let the Raiders do anything on offense. So those are my two picks. And then I will probably lean Broncos plus six and a half. It just seems like they're destined to stay in these close games. And when the Chargers don't have it, the Chargers, I don't know. I don't know what to make you, that team. You know have, I so. have a take on the Chargers. Let's the Chargers it. are bad. Like, maybe it'll change, but look at what they've done this year. Everyone thinks they're good. I think they're, they're downright maybe bad. You know, they lost to the Texans. Texans aren't good. They lost to the Lions. The Lions are good. They they beat the Colts by six. Congrats. You know, there's been oh, and then they beat the Dolphins. There's been no proof of the Chargers really being as good as everyone thought. I think they're a little we, overvalued. We just don't know in the NFL. Like you always get like those are your three to four teams who are good, and then the rest it's like, are you good? Are you not? That's why it's such a tough fucking thing to bet. If you got to be focused like at all times, or you just get trapped. And last it's week a was a trap week. I crushed it last week. I took those dogs. I was on the Lions. No no Tyreek Hill. I think Detroit is decent. But again, once you finally think you found your team in the NFL, it'll oh, yeah. just, it, it flips. Oh, the Colts. I, mean, I thought I had them, and they just they fucking killed me. Survivor and spread and in-game money line, just boom, 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 0-3. Oh you should just bet the opposite every time. So oh. you bet the Colts one week and then against them the next week. New, new NFL betting strategy? Mm, doesn't sound smart to me. <laughs> okay. All right, that makes sense. That that is fair. Uh, I, I'm with you on the Broncos plus six and a half versus the Chargers. Maybe I'll buy it to seven. The Chargers are they don't blow anyone out. 
Well, Mi- they just I mean, did beat Miami by twenty. Okay. Didn't they? Well, the Miami doesn't count. <laughs> okay. That's that's like that's fraudulent. That's true. The Chargers always are in a close game. Always red zone. You're watching Philip Rivers just sprinting down the field, screaming for a spike. There's always a close up of him. His veins are popping out of his neck. Isn't that it? That it happens like every week. I feel like. Yeah. No. It 100 percent does. Um, okay. Yeah. I I don't know how else to say that they. They're just the, they're the same old Chargers. So I like the Broncos pick. So I'll take Ravens, Bears, and Broncos. Okay. All right. That's all I've got for you. Brew, anything else? That was a lot of talk about sports betting, you know, actual More sports than bets. normal. That was, that, that was a lot. But, you know, sometimes we just got to make it happen. Normally we're talking, you know, screaming at each other. But we just kind of rolled there. Yeah. And I hope Bill Snyder keeps on keeping on. I can't. On that note, thank you guys for joining us. And remember, it's always our week.